I'm Austin. I'm Quentin. And this is Xmas Movies. The podcast where we talk about Christmas classics that aren't exactly classics. And today, we are talking about Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Another Shane Black movie starring Robert Downey Jr. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've never seen this movie. I uh, haven't either. I've heard a lot about it. Yeah. But I've never seen it. I had no clue what to expect. And it was, it was okay. It was, it, was, it was pretty good. It was a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I would say it was probably on par with par in quality to iron man 3 that's like in terms of like movie quality i would say so yeah parts of it haven't aged as well that make me for those okay let's talk about what this movie is basically this guy robs a store and then an alarm goes off and while he and his partner are running his partner gets shot and in order to evade the police he runs into an audition for some fucking movie that we never really learn anything about. Uh, it's not really important. And the script is about a guy that got his partner killed. Uh, and so he like actually breaks down and starts crying. And the director's like, that guy's <laughs> method. So they send him to LA and then he gets involved in this fucking murder mystery. Yeah. And Val Kilmer is also there. Yes. Okay. <laughs> to that point, Val Kilmer's character is named gay Perry. And he doesn't have, wait, it's just, wait, it, is his last name ever mentioned? <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. Gay Perry Van Shrike. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, this movie came out in 2005, yeah. right? Three years before he was Iron Man. And I, you can't... You need to look at it with that cultural context in terms yeah. of characters like that. But it, parts of it's like... Those parts haven't aged as well. Yeah. But that doesn't make the movie worse because of it because even though it is a little it's it's literally like i would argue that the way that they depict a gay character is actually like pretty fine it's just they yeah. use the f slur a lot yeah and it's only the gay character that ever uses it so that's pretty like much. i think there might be one or two instances where it's not like that but i don't know i don't remember so it's a little better yeah but it's still not great yeah it's still not great um <laughs> i mean and there's like funny bits like this movie is very weird in its in like the contextualization in like the context of a lot of like individual moments. So basically, after Robert Downey Jr.'s character, does he have a name? Is it, I've just Harry. Harry. How do you Shit. never learn a character's name? Because it takes me like three watches to memorize character names. If it's a famous actor, I'm going to default to using the actor's name. Because oftentimes actors are just playing themselves. They're not playing a specific character. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but, like, it is... Okay, this this movie's a mystery. And it's a very weird mystery. Yeah, I it would is, say so. Yeah. It's hard to explain. <laughs> like, it, it is. Basically... So I'm gonna, I'm gonna try my best. Basically. Start to finish. I'm not gonna go in terms of how the characters find out this mystery. Because that gets it, makes it way more complicated. I'm just yeah. gonna go in terms of what actually happens. So Robert Downey Jr., as a child, was a magician, and is, like, uh, the person who helped him out, what is her name? What is her name? Harmony. Harmony has a sister who is sexually abused by their father, and Harmony, in order to, like, help her sister, is like, that's not actually your dad. You were adopted. Not in, like, a mean way, but in a way where she's trying to, like, that's not actually your dad. This piece of shit, your real dad, is this... Uh, there's this film production that comes through that adapts Harmony's like favorite book series yeah. of mystery novels. I feel like the mystery novels are kind of characterized as these like sleazy kind of like yellow books. 
which yeah are definitely like kind of something that, that children shouldn't be reading but that's kind of just a part of the comedy yeah it is there is like a lot talking about like sex work in this like that's like mm-hmm. a, that's the thing in this movie i don't know i yeah. don't have a lot of opinions on the, the things that happened in yeah. this movie but anyways she she says hey you see the lead of this movie that's actually your dad and then years years later Harmony is working as an actor and her sister comes down to LA and like tries to find this guy who she believes is her father. And then this guy secretly put his daughter in a mental hospital for reasons I can't remember. I think they were fighting about something and then hired an actress to play his daughter so she could remove like a complaint about him in court. And then basically Harmony's sister walks in on this guy and this actress fucking and like she freaks out because her her father sexually abused her and now she's seeing this guy that she believes is her real father sexually abusing who she believes to be his real daughter and then she goes she um steals her sister's like credit card and hires uh, a detective hires val kilmer's character to investigate and like catch the actor whose name is harlan for incest basically and like sexual abuse and then she kills herself because she can't, like, it triggers her because she was sexually abused. And now she's seeing someone else yeah. sexually abuse their daughter, who she, this person that she also believes is her real father. And it's yeah. really fucked. And it's, yeah, it's When really we got fu- to that it's, moment, yeah, we like, were all like, shit. Fuck. It was like, yeah. And we watched this with our friend and he was silent during that part. Yeah. He didn't say a thing. But <laughs> no, that was, uh, that's like the little, the mystery is trying to figure out because they they think they don't think it's a suicide. Everybody is convinced that it's a murder, mm-hmm. which and they yeah. find the body of Harlan's actual daughter who was in a mental hospital. They find that body, and then Harmony's sister kills herself. And none of this is really important in the yeah. grand scheme of talking about this movie. And I'm realizing we're maybe overcomplicating things by trying to explain this. This is um, it's... basically there's suicide and like incest and like severe mental health, and it's. It's not explored in a bad way. Yeah. It's just like it like hits you hard because you're watching this like very quippy movie and then it it takes it like actually surprisingly seriously. Yeah. It's really this entire movie is a really strange beast. It's kind of in all honesty, it's kind of a nothing movie. Like I don't like have like too many opinions on this movie. I thought it was funny in the moment. I thought it was like fine, but like like, in terms of, like, the plot, it was just hard for me to wrap my head around it a lot of the times because it was just so much happening. Yeah. But, like, I don't really have any strong opinions about it. It was just kind of a, a fine, middle-of-the-road, weird comedy mystery movie. I mean, to me, this feels like Shane Black. That just is kind of how he works. I think Iron Man 3, because he had more had more oversight from Marvel and, like, Kevin Feige, it felt... More like a Marvel movie. It felt more like a Marvel movie, but it still had elements of, like, his, like, weird story quirks that you really see when you watch movies like lethal weapon or the nice guys like both iron man 3 and this movie have robert downey jr narrating for a good portion of it this has more of that and it definitely breaks the fourth wall a lot kind of like in a weird like emperor's new groove kind of manner but that's yeah no i would i would say that's inaccurate it's not it's not so much ferris bueller breaking the fourth wall it's more so another movie that's felt very similar to is the gentleman I would, yeah, I would agree with that. I think, yeah. for me, that is more so just the vibe of the movie, yeah. where it feels a. This movie honestly feels less like that, but the gentleman. I don't want to talk about it, but has some issues where it feels like a white male power fantasy. I believe it is <laughs> a cis het white male power fantasy, and yeah. this movie has less of it. 
And one of the only reasons for that is I feel like there's a female character who still is kind of not the most developed, but has yeah. more development than the, some of the female characters in The Gentleman, and also, like, has a gay character as a protagonist. Yeah, I don't... The Gentleman is basic. It's just a British film made by Guy Ritchie, a British guy, and it just feels overly British, and also Matthew McConaughey is there. And, as we all know, Shane Black feels very British, and Robert Downey Jr. feels very Matthew McConaughey. That's what we're saying. I mean... That's what we're saying. Honestly, not. It's it feel it has the same vibe. Like it's weird. I agree with that. I enjoy. Hmm. I think the gentleman's a better movie, but Probably. I enjoy it in terms of just like. I like this. I, th- I feel like it's a funnier movie. It's a funnier movie because of just the framing device of it. But I feel not. better watching this movie though, because yeah. the gentleman. I'm like, I. It was fun to rip apart like those little power fantasy moments, but with this, it. I. It's a movie that I'm actually sitting down and enjoying yeah. as it is. Not like, not so much enjoying it in terms of ripping it apart, but just enjoying it as it is, like yeah. without reading into it too much. So yeah, um, as a Christmas movie, eh. Yeah. Eh. It doesn't really eh. feel like a Christmas movie. No, and it, it's at the beginning, it did, because uh, it started out with, Robert Downey Jr.'s character Harry stealing toys to I think to buy for his yeah, niece. Yeah, well, not buy, but <laughs> okay. Well, stealing, stealing toys, toys. Sorry, stealing toys for his for, niece. You yeah. don't steal toys to you to don't buy. steal something to buy it. <laughs> but yeah, it it starts out feeling like a Christmas movie, and then it slowly kind of just becomes more of a like tongue in cheek detective film. And yeah. I think, and as that, I think it does it does a pretty good job of being that. Like, it's just, like, it doesn't, like, it has, like, a lot of, like, issues that it mentions, like, like things that it, like, brings up and tries to comment on, but it's really not saying a whole lot about a lot of it. I would argue that it's it's not saying a, a whole lot, but it is saying something. Yeah. The, the issue is that it's not inter- – <laughs> I feel so stupid. It's not, com- it's not commenting on these issues in terms of – Christmas. <laughs> um, in terms uh, yeah, of no, how it's not. It, it's just commenting on the issues. In terms of, I, we've talked about this a lot. In terms of how the holidays exacerbate issues, yeah. or how like you're dealing with those things as a result of it. And I think that's because a lot of Shane Black's movies are set at least partially during Christmas. That's I think a really weird quirk. I think he just he just likes setting like dark films against a Christmas backdrop, and that makes sense. Yeah. Like having like something really dark happening during like literally against lights, like yeah. c- colorful lights, and that kind of vibe is interesting, and it's an interesting thing to explore yeah. on screen. But like, it's not like where even with even talking about like the aesthetic choices, I can't remember many scenes where Chris, the Christmas aesthetic really plays into it well, except harmony, for like harmony wears like a santa yeah outfit there is like the they movie. are in like a club and like all of like dancers are like in holiday themed outfits but that's like the only scene yeah no. that's like the only like full-on mm-hmm. committing to the aesthetic scene i think part of that is because it's set in la and it's yeah. harder to do that i don't know what la looks like during the christmas season but it's definitely well, i think it looks like all the time <laughs> yeah with a, with a few more lights and that's what you get in this movie i don't think though if they had changed the setting it would have changed much about how it feels as a christmas movie because like it's exploring like really fucked up shit and it it is in my opinion i enjoy it as a movie i yeah. enjoy it it's like a fun no, little yeah. tongue-in-cheek detective film it has a lot of shock 
It does. It has a surprising amount of shock humor, actually. I mm-hmm. and I would say those that is the when he just like gets his finger cut off. <laughs> I, I I like it came completely out of left field. It wasn't marinated on. It wasn't like oh shit, fuck my fingers cut off. It was like you cut off my fucking finger after he's already been to the hospital. It like over the course of like two minutes film time. His finger gets slammed off by a, by like a door, I think. And so I don't know exactly. I forgot no, he, the context. No, he gets he has his hand like in the little in the doorway, door frame, and then and, like, it gets slammed on. Yeah. His finger gets cut off, and then, and then they like, get it like stitched back on. And then some people rip it off, and then when he yeah. gets tortured, and then a dog eats it. But yeah, like over the course of like two minutes, his finger gets cut off. He's in the hospital. And then he is in the car yelling at the person who just slammed off his finger all over the phone, mm. which <laughs> it was funny. And it was like, it was just very, just like, what the fuck? Yeah. But like, it didn't like, that's kind of this movie's like thing. Yeah. It's like it's style. It's like a lot of what the fuck moment. Exactly. And I, I enjoy it. I think it's a fun movie, but I think for this podcast, it's not a very Christmassy movie because like yeah. it is expl- like I enjoy I enjoy the stylistic elements I normally enjoy Shane Black's style there are some moments that haven't aged well uh, and it is a lot of shock humor but I still I still like it fine yeah it's a, it's a perfectly fine movie it's perfectly serviceable is it a Christmas movie I'd say no I would argue that this might actually be on the bottom of the list in terms of how Christmassy it is which is surprising but yeah I think this is below Eyes Wide Shut because with Eyes Wide Shut they are playing with the Christmas aesthetic in a way that seems more intentional. I guess. With this, it's just, it's set at Christmas. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. This, I think... is, this is just a movie that is set at Christmas, and if you change that, fundamentally nothing would change. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Like, uh, like with Eyes Wide Shut, we are, like we said, like, if you just, if you change the setting, then or if you change the time in which it was set, it would change it a little bit, but it wouldn't change it that much. This fundamentally nothing would change if you set it at a different time i agree with that and it's it is about thematic elements but it is also about aesthetic because i'm thinking about this and i think the reason black christmas was pushed above eyes wide shut was because it utilizes the aesthetic more yes and for this it doesn't have either those thematic elements in relation to the holiday season or the aesthetic going for it and like i I just don't want to take the jingle all the way. That's <laughs> no, my this, issue. This is the third mo. This is the third movie that is below jingle all it's the really way on this list, making which is me making really you sad. mad. Yeah, it is. Do it's you want to have me. a side ranking where jingle all the way is on the bottom in terms of just like it's the worst? Jingle all the way is the worst movie that we've watched still. Yeah, I no, we don't need to change it. I like I agree, and I think it should be below jingle all the way, but I don't want it to be. <laughs> Here's a question. Which had more dark moments of shock humor, this or Jingle All the Way? I'm trying to think about this. I think this, honestly. I okay. think Jingle All the Way has like one. Yeah. <laughs> the bomb. We're gonna. Threat yeah, scene. yeah. We're not. Yeah, we're gonna. No. Yeah. The bomb. Yeah. The bomb. <laughs> oh my god, that scene is so dumb. <laughs> Talk about so that hasn't aged. Well. Oh my god, that hasn't aged well. <laughs> I this. Oh my god, this episode that we've just recorded is feels so loose because yeah, because like there just isn't really much to talk about. No, there isn't really. Uh, and I think I think it's an interesting movie. Uh, I could see myself. I went through this journey while we were watching the movie where I was watching and I was like, I could see myself watching this like next Christmas, and then it would progress more. And I'm like, maybe not. And then it would progress more. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm I'm after I finished it, I don't know 
if I would watch it again because I really enjoy kind of off center Christmas movies like yeah. to watch with friends and yeah. I could I could see myself watching this I don't know if I would like yeah. next year um but I, I feel like it. there are better options for that kind of movie The Night Before Yeah The Night Before this is yeah. probably a better option Best movie on this list currently the best Christmas movie on this list yes, yes I believe this is, I will say this there are definitely I feel like I I thought going into this that we would have a lot more just like a lot more like kind of more Christmassy classic movies. It's been kind of an even split, whether it that really be for has the been. faults of the movie. It has been, we have a, we have watched a very good range of movies mm-hmm. to make this. I would say that there are at the moment four movies that I would definitely watch again next Christmas and five that I, I don't know if I would. Yeah. yeah. I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a, uh, this has been a weird episode. <laughs> this has been the the meandering episode. Yeah. Woo. Woo. We're getting into some more. Our last three movies are a lot more interesting, I would say. I, I would agree. I think this is. This is the. This, this is, is this, is, this the, is the calm before the storm. Yeah, this is the movie that we've had the least to say about. And I think the next three we're going to have the most to say about. Yeah, because. Genuinely. I think. I Honestly, I think the next three are going to shake up the list the most because I feel like right now we've just been placing like top, bottom, top, bottom, top, bottom. Yeah. Like we haven't like, I feel like we're going to actually have to discuss these three movies on and where they would go in the list. Yeah. Yeah. Next time we're going to be talking about the nightmare before Christmas. This is Halloween. This no, is can't Halloween. Use it. Can't use it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that's, that's been, I'll uh, do it. Yeah, this that's the episode. I'm Austin. I'm Quentin. Thanks for watching. Happy holidays. Take care. <laughs>